Well, today I would like to welcome you all to our first uh, message in a series that I've labeled Walking by Faith. And I decided to talk about this because of where we're at today in the world, where a lot of Christians are being challenged, where is God? Even is God real? Is He going to come through for me? But I believe that this time God is calling us into a deeper relationship with Him. And we can only please God by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if we want to address our relationship with God, if we want to address the world, we got to address our faith. And this series comes out of Hebrews chapter 11, you know, where the author talks about all these people who's gone before us and having faith and really breaking down what it is to have faith. But let me give you a little bit of background first of what Hebrews is all about and why he's writing this amazing sermon or letter or epistle, whatever you want to call it, to, the, to this church in this day and in this age. So we're looking now at about 70 AD after Jesus died and resurrected. And these are mainly second generation Christians. And they're at a point of their life where they are questioning, is this Christianity really working for us? Because they're going through a lot of persecution. They're going through hard times. And, they are, and there's a lot of Jewish believers or former Jewish believers that have turned to, to become Christians in this community. And they're asking questions now, should we go back to the way we used to be? Should we go back to Judaism? Should we go back to making sacrifices unto God and live like our fathers used to live? And it's, it's, it's amazing because it's almost a similar story of Egypt, sorry, of not Egypt, of Israel walking through the desert and facing some problems and then asking, should we go back to Egypt? <laughs> or not even asking, demanding to go back to Egypt. They say, we are missing the meat in Egypt. At least in Egypt, they were feeding us even though we were slaves. And so many times when we as Christians face difficult times, we want to go back to the way it was because we feel that the journey is becoming so hard and so difficult. And so in this Hebrews, the author is exalting Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate priest, the high priest above all priests. But then he comes to chapter 10 and he makes a statement. And this is a statement that sets him up for chapter 11, what you're about to speak about. And he says this, he says, the righteous shall live by faith. You hear it? The righteous shall live by faith. In other words, to become righteous before God, you gotta live by faith. He's not saying, listen to this, he's not saying must have faith. He's saying he's gotta live by faith. In other words, he's drawing us into now a journey where he's going to break down that faith is not just something that I believe for something, but some, faith is a journey. It's a lifestyle. And to be righteous is, means to be right with God. It means to have holiness and purity and in good relationship with God. So he's saying, if you want to have a good relationship with God, you got to live by faith. Faith has become your lifestyle. And so that's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 7, he says like, for we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, faith is a walking. You walk by the faith. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is an action word. It's a verb. It's something that we do. It's not just something that like, oh, I've got faith for God to do this. I believe for God to do that. It's an everyday lifestyle. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 26, Paul says, you're all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, here it comes again. We become sons of God through faith. Most of the rebukes Jesus gives the disciples is because of their lack of faith and their unbelief. He rebukes them. He's just like, 
you have unbelief, you have a lack of faith. And Jesus is quite hard on this because why? He knows that faith is much more than just like trusting him for something. Faith is a lifestyle. So let's dive into it. Let's come, come with me to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to look today at the first three verses of, of this chapter. And he starts by saying now, after he talks about the righteous are loved by faith, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that word substance in Hebrew is translated hypostasis. That means faith is the substance, hypostasis. It is the real image of God. It is its nature. It speaks of God's divine essence and his existence. It's an expression of the revelation of his son. So faith is God. So he says like if you're going to have faith, your faith is not out there. Your faith is not what God's going to do for you. The faith is God. (laughs) God is the substance in our faith. So we believe in God before we believe in what God can do for us. We believe in God before we believe in what we can see. So what is he saying? Faith is my relationship with God. Come on. The substance. God is the substance. So faith is relationship based. Faith is much deeper than just believing in God for doing something in our lives today. It's a relationship thing. Faith is more than what God can do for me. It is who God is to me. I'm going to say that again. Faith is more than what God can do for me. It's what God is for me. I say it because nobody's saying amen. (laughs) You see, the original readers of this letter, they want to go back to the old ways. Why? Because in the old ways they can see. I make a sacrifice, I see the sacrifice. And if I can do this and this and this, then God will do this and this and this for me. But they forgot that Jesus became that ultimate sacrifice. In other words, Jesus did for us so we can see. We don't do for him so we can see. And so what they want is a transactional relationship with God. Now, what is a transactional relationship? Like I have a mechanic that I go to, you know, so sometimes I go there and I talk to him. I say, how are you? How's your wife? How's your children? But the real reason why I'm there is I want you to fix my car (laughs) or I want you to service my car. And so he will talk to me and he will ask me, how are you doing, mate? I said, no, I'm doing good. So it sounds like we have a relationship, but really what we're doing is a transaction. You will provide me with a service and I will give you money. And if I'm not happy with your service, I won't pay you. (laughs) Or if you can't do it, you will say, no, you can't do it. And so sometimes we have a relationship like that with God. We have a transactional relationship with him. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, so God can do this, this, and this. And I want God to do this, this, and this for me. And if he doesn't do it for me, then he's not there for me. But God is saying faith is deeper than that. The, Hebrew, the author of Hebrews is saying here that faith is about relationship. It's a deep relationship with God. So here's what I hear what the author is saying in this statement. He's saying faith is having relationship with God, walking with God, living with God, who is our substance. He is the reason why we have hope. Can I say that again? Faith is having a relationship with God, walking with God, living with God, who is the substance. He is the reason why we believe. 
And so now we understand that God is the substance. He's the one in whom I believe. Not in the things that I see, but in the one that is invisible. And so then he, con- he says, it is the evidence of things hoped for. Now that word evidence in the Hebrew means elegos. It is to prove, it is the proof based on inner convictions. The faith, the evidence is the proof based on inner convictions. It is not visible. And so faith is what God has done within me. The evidence is within me. My life is the evidence. Have you ever, when you came to Jesus, have you ever gone to something and God brings you through and you, you don't know how, you don't know what happened, but you just know you're in a better place and you've got a deep conviction that God is there. It is an inner conviction, that invisible belief that man, he is the hope of the nations. He is the hope of the glory. In other words, I have never seen God, but I believe God. <laughs> We start living a life that proves that God is real and is true to his word. He's real and is true to his word. And that is why Jesus say, let your light shine so others may see and your father in heaven be glorified. Because our faith is that belief of what God has done within me. And it brings that hope within me. You see, that's why Jesus tells us, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, come on. You can tell this mountain to lift himself up and throw himself in the ocean. It's not about the size of the faith. It's the size of the substance. <laughs> it's not how big my faith is. It is about how big my God is. So I want to encourage you, if you have that little piece of faith, that little piece of belief, and you don't misplace it in the wrong place, but you must place it in the substance, who is God, the Alpha and the Omega, God can do mighty things in you and through you. Now, the author goes, now, now since you want to go back to the old ways, he goes in verse 2, he says, For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. He says, so you want to go back to the old ways. Let me call some witnesses. Let me call some people that you are looking up to to testify. You know, because we, you, we need a testimony. He tells us now that there are people that has gone before you that can witness. People of faith that he's talking about have one thing in common. They trusted God. They relied on God. They hung unto the word of God. You know, they trusted him. And so he talks about a whole bunch of them. And so, he, and so later on in the series, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some of them. We're going to talk about Abraham. When God spoke to Abraham, he didn't see anything, but he heard God and he believed God. When God spoke to Moses, he didn't see anything. He was a, a murderer, a runaway guy. He's been chased. And God says, I want you to go back, but I'm not going to send an army with you. You're just going to go with a stick and your brother. <laughs> That's all. And Moses had to believe God and go back to Pharaoh who could kill him at any time without no army to set a whole nation free. He had to believe the word of God before he could see the nation free. We're going to talk about a guy called Noah who had to build an ark. Man, I don't even know if they had boats before Noah. <laughs> he might have been the first boat builder in dry ground with no water, no evidence of anything. But faith is the evidence. God becomes our evidence. And so these guys, what they had in common was a deep relationship with God. They believed in the God that spoke to them. They did not believe in what they could see. Because unless you believe in what you cannot see, you will never see what you want to see. 
Faith is believing in the things we do not see. It is the substance and the evidence of the things we hope for. They did not trust God or what they could do for him or what he couldn't do for them. They trusted God because God is God. And so I believe that in this time, God is calling us into a deep relationship. He says, I don't want you to have a relationship with me based on what I can do for you. I want you to have a relationship with me based on who I am to you. I am the God. I am your father. That is why James tells us in James chapter 2 verse 23. He says, Abraham believed God. Listen to this. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Because he had faith, he became righteous. And then he says, and he was called a friend of God. You see what faith does? Faith draws us into friendship with God. It draws us into deeper relationship with God. After walking with his disciples for many, many years, or maybe three years, fellowshipping with them, spending time with them, hanging out with them, Jesus says this. John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15. He says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So he says, if you believe my word and you act out, simply just acting out, you become my friends. Then he, then he says something very interesting. He says, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. He says, no longer do I call you servants. He says, servants don't know the master. They don't know what the master is doing. You see, a servant just comes and he would get told, like, you sweep this floor. You go do this. You go do that. And he's on a need-to-know basis. But I, he says, like, they don't know what the master is doing. But because you know me, you know what I'm doing, you know who I am, you know what I stand for, you have relationship with me, therefore, I can call you my friends. Faith is about friendship with God. And so he takes us now to verse 3. He says, by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things visible. He says, by faith, we understand that God created the world. And he created the world out of nothing. <laughs> we, we just believe it. We know that he did it. You see, the scientists try to explain how the world was created. And they're falling over their feet. They, they're trying to work it out. But they will never understand it because why? you can never understand something spiritual from a fleshly mind. And to understand something spiritual, you need to have a spiritual mind. Because God is a spirit. And His spirit lives within us. And it's our, the spirit within us because of our faith that cries out, as Galatians is saying, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Because we have a deep relationship with a God who's not just doing for us, but a God who is somebody greater than what He can do for us. It's because of who He is. To us, He is our Father. So by faith we understand that the worlds were free. This happened when God commanded the world and He said, Let there be light. And light came out of His mouth 
a rhema word, a spoken word. And I hope and I pray that as I'm speaking to us as a community today, that this is a rhema word that goes deep into your spirit, that draws you closer into your relationship with God. Because his word brings light. The word of the Lord, God's word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. You know? And by faith, we believe that. The psalmist says in Psalm 33 verse 5, he says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all of hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. By the breath of his mouth, the breath of God. And then in verse 9, he says, He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. He says, He spoke, and it was done. And so by faith, we believe that everything, when we look outside this window, those trees, that grass, everything around us was created because God spoke. And let me tell you, God still speaks today. The word created in that, in, that, in that sense means bara in Hebrew, which means something created out of nothing. How many of us have gone through in life and go through struggles in life and had difficult times and we are where we are today? And we go like, man, I don't know how I got here, but God did something out of nothing in my life. I can surely testify about it, how God did something out of nothing in my life. How he brought me to places that I never thought of, that I could never dream of as a child. I would never have dreamed that I'd be sitting here today in front of you when I was a child. But he created something out of nothing. There was no finances. There was no one who could go before me to clear the path for me. He created something out of nothing. And that is why we are here today. And the same God that continues to create something out of nothing is the same God who wants to have relationship with us today. So here's how how it works. He says, faith is believing in the things which we do not see. It's a substance and the evidence of the things we hope for. Now, I remember many years ago, Tan and I, we, I think it was our first time in Australia, or my first time in Australia, and um, we were up in the north in Fingal, northern New South Wales, and my friend Kyle asked me, do you want an abseil? Now, I've never done abseil in my life, and I'm afraid of heights. You know, I, I, I fear heights. I don't like high places. I, I'm happy on the ground. It's safe on the ground. You know, you don't need to go stand on cliffs and jump down on cliffs and go bungee jumping and go abseiling and all types of things. That's not for me. But because I'm a nice person, I didn't know how to say no. I said, yeah, I'd love to go abseiling. Little did I know that we're going to abseil down a cliff into the ocean. And the ocean looked very rough. You know, the water is splashing in everywhere. And I'm a man of the land. I can swim, but my swimming ability is not for rough oceans. It's for the pool, you know, not for water that's splashing around. And I will never forget, I remember Tan yelling out to them and saying, like, please, look after my husband. He's not a very strong swimmer. And they were like, no, nah, he'll be right. And so we get to this cliff, and um, I see the ropes. I've never done anything like this before. And Kyle tells me what to do. And he says, now you jump down, and... You just go down and you control and you go down and down and explain to me the whole thing of abseiling. And I look down to the water and I'm going like, this is crazy. You know, like, because why? You got to swim from there all the way out there. But Kyle said, like, don't worry, when you get down there, when the big wave comes, you go down and you grab onto a rock and you hold onto the rock so you don't get splashed onto the rock. And I'm thinking, this, this thing is getting more and more crazy. You know, like, so now I can see the, the wave splashing 
And in the water that I'm scared of, I got to go deeper and hold onto a rock. And I come up and so the first one go down. I see them doing it. I'm going like, God, please. But by this time, it's too late. And my manly ego is puffing up and going like, I'm not going to be the one who turns away and scared. You know, I'm going to overcome my fear today. So here I am. Long story short, here I am. And I find myself now holding on to this rope with my feet against the rock, about to go down. And I thought like, surely this is easy. But when I was between heaven and earth, water and the sky hanging on this rock, I started freezing. I'm going like, what the heck? And so I start holding on with both hands to the, to the rope on the front. And Kyle goes like, you got to grab the, the rope behind you. You got to grab the rope behind you. And he goes like, bras, that does nothing. I'm going like, I'm not letting go. I'm thinking that I'm holding on for dear life. And he says, and Kyle Smith, that rope you're holding on to does nothing. And he let go of the rope. He's like, and, I, and I drop a little bit. Like, Can you see? I was like, don't do that. It's just like, you're holding on to the wrong rope. It's just like, you got to grab the rope behind you, and therefore you control as you go down. If anybody's been abseiling, no, that's how it works. Anybody been abseiling here before? That's how it works. So you know what I'm talking about. But I had more faith and more trust and more confidence in what I could see. And I don't know how long I was there, but finally Carl convinced me I got to get the rope behind me. You see, sometimes our life is like that. We want to hold on to what we can see. I can see my finances, therefore I'm okay. I can see the roof above my head, therefore I'm okay. I can see my marriage is working well, therefore I'm okay. I can see my children is well, therefore I'm okay. I can see I've got friends and loved ones around me, therefore I'm okay. I can see my kids are going okay and things are going well, therefore I'm okay. You see, that's all good stuff. But if we have faith in the things that we can see, we've misplaced our faith. God is in the one that's invisible. <laughs> and so slowly, I had enough courage to grab the rope behind me. And I started going down. And I started going down. And I started going down. And I realized that, it's not about what I can see, but it's the hand that I trust behind me. And I believe that is who God is to us. And so many times we have faith in things that God can do for us. But if we misplace our faith in God just being the provider, which he is. God just being Jehovah Jireh, that's who he is. But we must put our faith also in the God El Elohim, the God, the creator of the universe, the God that speaks something out of nothing, the God that we cannot see, the one that we can hold on to. So when everything falls apart, my life don't fall apart <laughs> because my faith is not based in what I have. My faith is not based in what I can see. My faith is not based in what I can feel. I'm not only okay when I have. I'm okay when I have and when I don't have. I'm okay when I see and I don't see. I'm okay when I can pay my bills and I cannot pay my bills. I'm okay when I've lost my job or I have my job. I'm okay when my marriage is good or my marriage is not good because my faith is in the God that I can see, that I can see rather than the God that I can see. And so the Hebrews or the people that the author is writing to, they want to go back to something they can see. They want to go back to something that they can believe in. And the author is saying, you've got it all wrong. 
You've got misplaced faith. Your faith is in the wrong place. Your faith is in the materialistic world. But I want to draw you into a deeper faith. I want to bring you to a God who wants to have relationship with you. A God that will sustain you. And let me tell you, when I got back in that water, I thought it was going to be okay. And then it got worse. Because I saw the waves come. And the waves started splashing. And I could see myself getting splashed into the rock. And I had no choice but to go deeper and grab onto that rock where the water was still. And so when the storm was going above me, I went down and I said, I'm going to grab onto the rock because I have to. I had no choice. And then we come up and we breathe and we see another wave come out and we go down again. And it was like a game, a game that I didn't enjoy very much, a game that I will never, ever go back to again. But I experienced this, that I had to go down to that rock. And so sometimes when we can struggle in ourselves or in the waves or in the storms of life, or we can go down on our knees and we can grab onto the rock that is higher than us, the rock that we cannot see when the storm is up here, that rock you can only see when you go deeper with God. That rock you can only hold on to if you dive deeper with God. That's the only way you can find that rock. And of course, I made it out alive. They knew exactly how many waves they had to go past before we could swim out and not giving splash within the wave. So what did I learn? I learned trust in the hand you don't see. I learned that when the storm comes, when the waves hit hard, the only way to overcome it is go deeper. Go deeper with God. Go deeper in our relationship with God. Grab onto the rock underneath. And, in, and I will never forget when we were under that water, I, will, I was watching the waves go above me. But underneath, it was still. That rock, we could hold onto that rock. And when we hold onto that rock, we weren't being splashed around. And that's what Jesus is saying. It's not about the size of your faith. It's about the substance that you place your faith in. And today I want to encourage us as a community, as we go through this troubled time, as we go through COVID and all these things, you might have a little bit of faith. You might have said, like, this is all I have. But I want to invite you today. Place that little faith in the right substance. A little faith in the right substance can go very far. A lot of faith in the wrong substance can cause destructions in our life. You see, we can have a lot of faith and place it in our finances. We can have a lot of faith and place it in our relationships. Wrong substance. God is saying, I want to be the substance. The, right, the righteous shall live by faith, not by what we see. Faith is the evidence of things we do not see. We just believe. So I want to pray for us today. And I want to lift this up before us. And I know that even our families, there are people that are hurting. There are people that are going through some stuff. And even in this time as I'm speaking, coming out of a terrible journey, you know, and believing God for stuff. I even I had to learn that I gotta go deeper. I gotta grab onto the rock that is higher than me. Jesus is the rock. And so Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you've given us this gift of faith. And I pray, Lord, as we listen to your word right now, this Rhema word, Father, that you will draw us deeper into your presence today, Father. 
Father, I lift up sicknesses today, Lord. We place our faith in you today for everybody that's sick today, Lord. Everybody that's going through trouble right now, Father. Those who are going through depression and anxiety because what is going on around them, Lord. Those, those who have lost their jobs, Father. Those who have lost their loved ones, Father. Those who are wondering even like, where am I going to get my next paycheck from, Lord Jesus? We want to lift them up today, Father. I pray for a renewal of faith right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Jesus, we thank you that you are the evidence. You are the one who died upon the cross. And you said on that cross, it is finished. And then you rose three days later. And then you say the same spirit, Lord, that resurrected Christ from the dead is the same spirit Lord that is operating in our lives right now in the name of Jesus and so I declare Lord freedom in the name of Jesus I declare breakthrough in the name of Jesus Father I pray right now Father as we take Lord our mustard seeds of faith Father from all over Father each one Lord having a mustard seed Lord we're putting it into you today Jesus you are the answer you are the author and the finisher of our faith so we're looking at you today, Jesus, and we say, let it be done according to your word. Let your word come in our lives and let your word go through our lives and bring things together, Lord. May stuff that comes into existence that's never existed before, Lord. We trust in you today, Jesus, for miracles, for signs and wonders, because we believe in you, not in what you can do only, Lord. Today, Lord, I pray for deeper relationships. Every transactional relationship has been, Lord, we have asked for forgiveness, Lord. And we say, Lord, draw us into you today, Lord. We draw unto you, Lord. You're saying you will draw unto me, and I will draw unto you. And so we draw unto you today, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for watching this video. I hope it encouraged you. I know that it did for me. If you would like to reach out, you can visit our website or you can give us a message. The details are down below. And share this with your friends. Share this with your family. Encourage them as well. See you next time.